You are listening to the Pretzel Podcast from Creative Mornings Munich. I am your host, Marko Lindgren. Our guest today talked about the theme Divergent on the Creative Mornings Munich virtual event on February 2021. She is an innovationist, agile leadership mentor, design thinking trainer and a play advocate. Welcome to the show, Jaraset Altamirano. Thank you, Marco. Thank you for having me. Before going to your theme, Divergent, uh, tell me, what does a play advocate do? Well, a play advocate, it's a person that advocates or promotes an idea. And in this case, um, I advocate for play as a fundamental tool to drive innovation and transformation. So... When we are kids, we discover the world through play and we acquire certain fundamental skills to play. It's in play that we see and learn how things work and the potential of the things. And at some point in our life, we stop playing. And at that time, we stop losing some capabilities. Um, and I explained that in, in my talk about the potential of the things. We stop seeing the things for what they could be and we start seeing the things for what they can do. And that's a problem because that hinders us for creating new capabilities, new ideas, for creating new innovations, from imagining new things that are that could be possible. So play advocate is advocating play in all our spheres of our life, in our private life, but also at work, and most importantly, um, as a tool to drive innovation. So that's what a play advocate means. Your talk was about uh, theme uh, divergent. What would you say is the key message of, of, of your talk? Yeah, well, um, the thing is that we have living through a lot of change, right? The, the, the change that we're living, not only with the pandemic at the moment, but before that, is very, you know, it's the speed of the change is very high. Uh, but the thing is that the approaches we're taking sometimes are not as fast or not to the standard of what the challenge requires. And we need to find new ways to create ideas, connect ideas, but also collaborate. Um, so Divergent is a very important tool that can help us create new ideas, but also find new ways to connect the dots to solve the problems and also understand that we all have the power to create solutions because we all have the power to be empathetic, we all have the power to be intuitive and generate ideas, and we all have the power to collaborate. So that was kind of like mainly the idea of Divergent. Um, and I gave them five tools that I have used throughout my my life and my experience and to really help people understand that we are very good at converging and making choices, but we're very, we're lacking of this divergency. And it comes back to this thing that I was speaking at the beginning, right? This playfulness, this understanding, this doing things just for the sake of doing things, experimenting, following our curiosity, um, to try to develop new skills, new ways of thinking, um, new ways of collaboration. And most importantly, I spoke about purpose and sustainability, because I think 
those two elements are key in driving the future. The people that understand their purpose and the role they have to play. And it's not only about profit, it's also about, you know, the impact you have on individual society and the environment. Those people and those uh, companies that understand their role, those are the one, uh, the ones that are not, are, are not only going to succeed, but excel in the future. So that's, that's in a nutshell what I spoke about. Uh, how did you uh, choose uh, the approach, uh, the angle to this theme? Well, um, I I spoke with Valin about it, and I think it just emerged. Um, I got uh, the topic of divergent, and just thinking about you know what that ver- divergent means. Divergent is seeing the non-related things as something that can relate. And finding new ways to do things. And that spoke to me because it's not that I have been trying. It's just just, just that when you are experimenting and following your curiosity and just, just, just you know, try new things, you learn new, new ways to do things. And for me, the flow was very natural for the topic. But also I have been researching a lot about the topic of innovation, creativity. And not only that, I have been doing some um, initiatives in, in terms of innovation. And what I have seen there is that, and I explain it in the talk, is that um, our education system was built in the industrial revolution era where at that time the approach of learning answers and succeeding just by our own effort was enough because what you needed at that time was very skilled workers that knew precisely how to operate machines. The problem is that um, the challenge has evolved, but our, our education system has not evolved at that, at that point. And the problem there is that for us to be able to solve the challenges and, you know, create the new innovations and shape the future, we need to foster our sense of curiosity, our sense of cooperation, our sense of embracing failure and think failure as something you can learn from and you can grow. And that is what we're lacking from. So I have been doing this in my own life in the in the organizations that I, I have launched, for example, Live Innovation Lab, where we help people really understand and train those skills, right, to really experiment, to be curious. So it was kind of like telling my own experience of how I moved from, you know, just a system of making choices. And I put it in the talk as we have to move from a system of collecting dots to a system of creating dots how we are all creators so how can we expand and you know train that power and train that skill um, of creating so it was something that emerged pretty naturally and it was kind of like what I wanted to tell people kind of like challenge assumptions and you know see that maybe the things they have thing if they are truth um, maybe they there could be another way. So that was the entire goal of, of the topic. And um, it evolved pretty naturally. I just thought about my experience um, trying and testing and following my curiosity and how it helped me, um, yeah, be divergent in some ways. 
in the beginning of, of your talk you had a very uh, one very prominent object and that <clears throat> that is a box so you said that don't think outside the box and uh, uh, then you also had boxes for for other reasons why 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 did you choose box why what qualities does it have that it's uh, it works so well as a sort of a example for creativity Yes. Um, you know, every time you are in a brainstorming session or you people want you to come up with a creative idea, they always ask you, think outside of the box. And for me, when I heard that phrase all the time, for me meant like, okay, how can I come? It meant a lot of pressure. How can I come with this breakthrough idea in just one session? I mean, it's a lot of pressure. So I start, as I mentioned, I have been involved in the innovation field for a while, quite some time. And one of my favorite books that I really recommend is um, How to Fly a Horse. And in that book, um, it says that as there is not such a thing as creative walking, there is not such a thing as creative thinking. Creation is an outcome of thinking. So. That's exactly what, you know, what we need. It's not that in one session, in one hour, we're going to come to this breakthrough idea. Because to have a breakthrough idea, you have to have a multiple set of ideas. The problem is that when someone tells you, you know, now you have, now you have to think outside of the box, is putting that pressure and say, in this moment, you have to come up with that breakthrough idea. When you haven't even had the time to train your thinking in order to generate multiple ideas. So just getting rid of the box is fun, has been fundamental for me. I don't think they are great or bad ideas. I just think they're ideas that at some point in time, they're going to collide to create these breakthrough ideas. So it has been part of what I have been trying to do. And this box is a constraint, if you ask me. So I just wanted to show people in a very visual example that what you may see as a box is not even a box. And what you think is full is, is an empty box because I, I did this exercise of asking them what do they think is inside. And actually, it looked like empty, but it has a it had a, a black paper that had the secret of the talk. So really, you have to watch that exercise if you haven't watched the talk. But the thing is that that's exactly that. Um, we need to get rid of those boxes. We need to get rid of these famous phrases. Um, and we just need to start exercising our thinking and our our sense of exploration and at some point those things are going to help us create the new breakthrough ideas uh, let's visit your uh, thoughts about this uh, from collecting dots to creating dots you said you have these five tools like challenge assumptions take action redesign reframe and then launch your purpose uh, how did you make those tools how did you come to this kind of uh, Um, sort of a recipe. Recipe, yes, exactly. Um, well, the first thing, and as I mentioned, is the most important thing. If you want to, you know, go and create new things, is to challenge assumptions because there are so many things that we believe they are truth that actually are based on misconceptions. And I gave an example of a phrase, a very famous phrase from Albert Einstein that says that we cannot create, we cannot solve the problems with the same level of thinking that we create them. 
And everyone thinks it was Albert Einstein saying that, but actually um, he said something similar, not exactly that. Um, so that quote has been misquoted and we have believed it uh, so deeply that we never question it. Same thing for when someone tells us, oh, this thing has worked um, like that and it cannot be changed. And then we, we, we just take it, right? So challenging assumptions has been something that has been opening my eyes. I, when I see something that people tell, okay, this has been done like that all the time, it's like, okay, I'm going to see if that's based on misconceptions or in facts. So that's something I, it's an exercise that I do all the time. I really, I'm curious to see if what I'm believing or what people is saying is based on facts or misconceptions. And I have been challenging a lot of things in my life personally, but also, as I mentioned, I have been in the innovation field for, for quite some time. And I have seen a lot of misconceptions about innovation, and I speak about it in my talk. But just to summarize it, you know, this that people think innovation is this aha moment, this out-of-the-box idea that happens to very few. Um, it's a misconception. And we all talk about this genius and we to all talk about this aha moment and we talk all talk about this um, outside-of-the-box. Um, and I started looking deeply into that and that helped me understand that, no, that's very far from the truth, that innovating is like painting. It's a skill that we all have and we have to train. And it's a process and it's, it's, it's based in mindsets that you have to develop and collaboration and a bunch of ideas that you have to have. Um, so those steps, I really look back into the things that I have learned, that I have done, that I have experienced, and I have seen other people experience um, in the labs, for, for example, in Live Innovation Lab, we do labs where people come and train those mindsets and those skills that help them innovate. And uh, I have seen um, those steps happening in, in, in throughout, throughout the labs, throughout the initiative that I have done. And it just was just put them then all together in five practical steps that people could just do uh, right after the talk. And yeah. Okay, uh, let's go then a little bit to your background and your story. So you are an innovationist, an agile leadership mentor, and design thinking trainer. Uh, how did you end up doing all these uh, creative and innovative things? Yeah, well, my my background is in marketing. I'm a marketing by degree. Um, I did my master's in business entrepreneurship and technology. And I think that's where my interest my interest started as sparking about innovation because I saw, um, I did my bachelor's in business and my master's was engineering. I never thought, um, you know, I would do a master's in engineering, but it's, it was a combination between business and engineering. So I thought, why not? Let's give it a try. And what I saw at that time is that it was a very big disconnect between these two things. You know, the business people, how business people think and how technology or people in the technology field think. And I felt like, you know what, this should not be the case. This should be kind of like an overlapping, ever-exchanging field. 
So that started sparking my interest. Um, I also start, you know, watching videos about TED Talks. I work in, um, as a part of my master's project in a telepresence technology, um, startup. And that opened a new world for me to understand really what breakthrough technology uh, could be and what it could do and how I, as a business person, could play a part. And not only that, but contribute to the entire goal of the of the project. So kind of like I started researching more um, and that sparked my interest of really anyone can train any skill and anyone is able to innovate. You just have to have the courage to go do it and train your skill. You know, you're not going to run a marathon the first time you, you run, but you're going to do it if you train enough. Um, so that's exactly how my, my interest started. Um, then I was, um, and I, I explained the, in, in my talk as well. So go, I invite everyone to go watch it. How also I start seeing this disconnect in, in my, in my work, right? Like people, um, really, um, having great ideas, but not really collaborating, exchanging, and, you know, this playfulness that helps us grow and understand and learn what's lacking. So I started doing small things for, for my own company, for my own role, and that evolved into an, in, in an initiative that now we have. We are a group of employees um, called the Live in, uh, sorry, the Innovation Club, and we do these things, exactly these things. We help people cross-collaborate, connect, exchange ideas, but also play and also learn new skills and, you know, try to come up with innovative ideas for the day-to-day jobs. And as I mentioned in the talk, innovation should not be a function of the company, you know, like, oh, this is the innovation department. Innovation should happen in every field, in every part of the company. And, that's what we're trying to do um, in in the Innovation Club, but also in Live Innovation Lab, where we try to help people understand you have to innovate where you are. And it's important that we innovate in the technology, in the science, in the arts, in the media, in the design, and it, with the collision of those fields. And when we understand the holistic view of it's not business versus tech or art versus business, uh, when we understand the power we can have when we combine all of them, I think is when when things are going to happen, like serendipity or magic, if you want to call it, which is not this just a process, but, you know, when we understand how important every single element is. If you think about your work with the Live Innovation Lab, uh, what would you say is the biggest challenge? right now that you are facing? Well, the biggest challenge we're facing is doing our hands-on events online. And I think um, everyone is is um, it's um, facing these problems, which is great because then it will help us un- unfold new approaches. That's one thing. The other thing I think is very important as, and as I say, one of our mission is democratize innovation. And it's give this message that we all have the capability to innovate. And sometimes it's hard, you know, people think like, well, I'm, I cannot even come up with a good idea. How can I be an innovator? Um, so just getting rid of those 
misconceptions, misassumptions is one one thing. We have seen a lot of progress. Uh, we're very happy that people that have come to the first lab has continued. We have advocates now that um, we develop a play innovation methodology which is using the elements of play to drive innovation. And we teach certain mindsets. If you're curious about the mindsets, also I speak about them in my talk. But um, just convincing everyone that, no, you don't need to wait. No, you don't need to be a genius. It's one thing. Play is also another thing. As as kids, we are, are you know, you wouldn't think, oh, I have to play. We just do it because it's part of ourselves. When we're an adult, you never play. And that's a question that I ask. When was the last time you played? Maybe it has been many, many years ago. And that's a, it's, it's difficult to convince an adult of the importance of play. Um, because, you know, when you're growing up, you, that's something for kids. Um, we, we, we really have it on the kids' air face, not on the adult's face. So bringing play into a, a, you know, a meeting or a company or a organization, it's, it's hard work. Um, so you really have to start very small, warming people up and help them not tell them, but help them experience play. Because I think when they experience it, they become advocates. And we have seen that in our labs. Um, you know, we see people coming, just sitting down and kind of like, okay, let's show me. And at the end, they become the biggest advocates. So I think we need to help people experience more play these mindsets that they have to train and the power they have to innovate wherever they are. How do you continue to uh, learn and, and keep up with innovation and innovate on innovation field? Yes, that's that's very important. I think um, I'm very I'm a very curious person. Um, so what I do, if I see something that caught my attention, I don't research of everything, uh, just for the sake of researching. I really follow my curiosity. So whenever I see, you know, something on LinkedIn or creative mornings has been a big inspiration for me, TED talks, or I read a lot of books. Um, I try to, you know, I visit a lot of websites um, about future thinking and, you know, these methodologies, design thinking. I follow a lot of blogs. So if something catch up my attention, um, I just try to go deeper and really understand, like, what the meaning, how it's applied. And that has helped me a lot. Um, it I enjoy doing that. I would not research or something that I'm not curious about or I don't enjoy because then it's work. Um, but I just try to follow my curiosity and really having, you know, sometimes I see kids play and I just look at them and try to see, you know, what is happening, what are the skills they are developing. I go for walks and I try to see how things are connecting. Um, I, I'm a big fan of street art and art in general. So I look for things that could be, you know, art in the streets. I love to travel as well. So I always, whenever I travel, I try to understand how people is communicating, uh, what are the things that are happening, what is, you know, things that, you know, spark my curiosity overall. I just 
don't take time to observe. And I think observing is so important. We look, but we don't observe. So, you know, be out of your phone for five minutes, sit down and observe what's happening because you're going to learn so much, so much more by observing. You know, people say many things, but they do many things. And it, I think it's the beauty is when you see someone solving a challenge for example, you know, something breaks and a person gets their shoelace and fix it. That's innovation. And people do not see it as innovation, but actually they're trying to solve a need. And that's what innovation is about, creating a greater value, solving a need. Um, so those things for me is like we are all creative. We are all innovative. It's just that we don't see it to that extent. Um, so, yeah, that's what I do it. How can our listeners uh, discover more about you and your work and uh, and get in touch with you? Um, well, they can find me on LinkedIn, Yaracea Toltamirano. They could also go to liveinnovationlab.com. Uh, we have a meetup as well. We have Instagram. We have LinkedIn. We have um, Facebook. And they. I also launched my own website where I'm trying to do... Um, putting my recent work and it's innovationist.me and they can find the new things I'm working on. I'm always creating, I'm always doing new things so they can find everything there or they can send me an email at hello at innovationist.me. Pretzel podcast is about uh, creativity and inspiration. How do you get inspired? Yeah. Um, I think I get inspired by people and by the things that happen in my my surroundings. I get inspired by play. Um, I read a lot and that inspires me. You know, just listen to a creative morning talk of someone that did something and, you know, hearing his heart or her heart at TED Talk. Um, I, you don't have to spend a lot of time. Just spend 15 minutes of your day of um watching something or someone that inspires you, uh, gives you the entire energy. I read a lot, as I mentioned. I do daily um, devotionals where I think my day, how it's going to be. So I try to be mindful of the things that I'm going to do and where I'm I'm going to put my energy. Um, so be mindful of of where are you getting your your information your inspiration from and um, yeah go and as I said at the end of my talk I challenge you to go out there and develop your full potential because the world needs what you have to offer and that will be my my call to action to everyone um, go live with purpose go live with the sense that you play a big part not only in your life but in the life of others go there and try to collaborate to exchange ideas to to give give yourself because when you give you receive way more than when you just have it for yourself so that also is inspiration when you see something and someone tells you oh thank you for helping me see these things on a new way um that inspires me as well when i get feedback for my talk that it helped them or you know things like that really those things keep me going I really like to make a change and I would really like to see you make a change. Um, so that's that's also something that inspires me. Okay, and then from inspiration to our last uh, final question, what does creativity mean to you? 
Yeah. And I think I mentioned it a bit. Um, creativity is a skill that you have to train. You know, painting, no one question if you can paint. I, if I ask you, do a, yeah, okay, you may be you know, shy, but if I tell you, do a house, everyone is capable of doing a house. But when I tell you, be creative, people question more. So just approach creativity as a skill that you have to train. And you're going to train it by having ideas, speaking those ideas, exchanging with others. That's it. Creativity is the act, as I said, uh, from the quote from the How to Fly a Horse, is the act of thinking. Creation is an outcome of thinking. So that's it. We just have to think, think a lot of ideas, putting in a paper, talk to them to people and then at some point I can assure you because it has happened to me those ideas are going to make totally sense and you're going to be able to see the non-related ideas as related and that's when things are going to happen so basically just think write down your ideas exchange them and keep going keep training your skill this was the pretzel the creative mornings munich podcast This episode was produced and edited by me, Mark Lindgren at Huimen Production. Our music was made by Sasha Ende. The additional sound was made by Winnie the Moog. Send us feedback by email to feedback at thepretzelpodcast.com. To find the show notes for this episode, see the talk, and to get new episodes right to your phone and your ears, visit thepretzelpodcast.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>